friends. Welcome and thank you for taking a minute to explore food ingredients with us today. Hopefully in our time together, we might learn and question what's delicious. Pull up a chair, pour yourself some tea, and join our host, Drew Barbone, here at Food Fuss. Happy Halloween, party people. This is Drew Barbone here at Food Fuss with a little episode about candy. This is one that I wanted to do kind of as a mini episode. Uh, the next big episode that's coming out is going to be about rice. But being that it's Halloween and all things candy are here and there, thought it would be fun just to do a little bit of a deeper dive on, on what candy is and also kind of maybe a little bit about the history of it and why it's so opinionated um, with people across the globe. I thought it was pretty interesting once I started to, to look into to the idea of candy. But what is it about those things that are sweet to us? Um, one of the things that my wife and I do when we go out with a new couple for dinner or we're meeting new friends or even old friends that haven't played the game is we go around the table and each person gets a chance to ask just a regular basic question. And you know everybody around the table gets a chance to answer and you can pass if you want. And as the evening goes about, some of the questions get a little bit more interesting. But one of my favorite all-time questions to ask is what are your top five candies? Like if you were going into space with a lifetime supply of five candies, but that was it, what would it be? And there has never been a person in our time playing the game that has not had a very strong opinion about what five candies that, that they would do. Before we kind of get into all this, as I was kind of preparing for this episode and kind of talking it through with my wife, who is the Food Fuss resident house champion of all things candy, um, we had a very spirited debate about is chocolate candy. And, and the the end of that debate, her, her opinion was stronger than mine. That the answer is no, as far as she was concerned. So towards the end of the episode, we'll kind of come back to, you know, a no holds barred look at favorite candies and things of that nature. But I did want to limit our discussion on the first part of the podcast um, to more of a factual discussion on candy, which does not include chocolate. Um, I understand there are super strong opinions out there. Um, please email me at foodfussdrew at gmail.com. Um, we're foodfussdrew in, on Instagram. So just love to hear your, your opinions. And I know that there are tons about the whole chocolate candy kind of conundrum. But for today, we're just going to talk about sugar and candies that derive themselves kind of in that in that way. So it's interesting. Um, if you look back into history, you're going to find that the really early reaches of candy, if that's what you want to call it, um, could be the, the honeycomb. Um, there are pictures easily back to 6000 BC that show um, actually like cave drawings of, you know, mankind eating honeycomb. And we also see um, starting with um, the Egyptians, Greeks, Middle East area, subcontinent of India, you know, we see kind of when we talk about pre-sugar events in history, you see them taking the honeycomb, which is the natural product of bees, right? Um, you have the honey that's in there, but you also have kind of the wax of the honeycomb, and they would mix that, the wax being the binder, with various nuts um, or berries. And so if you're going to talk about candy being something that you produce, that you would mix together by human thought or ideas that turn out to be a you know a whole separate thing, that's probably our first candy would be honeycomb mixed with nuts. Um, 
I have tried that in the past. I would challenge you to go out and, you know, buy your favorite, you know, your favorite nuts and crunch them up and, you know, mix it with uh, a piece of honeycomb. It's widely available in most stores and you'll see it's actually, <laughs> it's actually pretty delicious. So that's really kind of what I, I think could be classified as our, our first candy. Now, Oh, also really cool fact that I learned and I, I don't know why it didn't, it didn't occur to me, but we find that the Egyptians were the first ones in recorded history um, to make marshmallows. And of course that was out of honey. So kind of an interesting thing. Again, we'll talk about what that, you know, if that's candy or not, but this is pre-sugar. So once actual sugar comes on the scene historically, right? Um, you know, sugar comes from a plant, the sugar cane, and you started to see mankind developing its use um, to, to be added to cooking and creating things that were, were sweet. And it turns out that, you know, our, our physiology literally lends itself to a part of our tongue and our taste that picks up that particular type of molecule, which is sweetness. Um, you know, I think mankind had, you know, understood that concept because of eating things like fruits or certain plants that were sweet, um, developing, you know, a, a taste for that. So here you have sugar kind of, kind of come on the scene. It's for today and kind of this, this discussion in a capsule, it is, is the sugar is going to be the foundation of candy. I'm going to make kind of that declarative statement up front. Okay. That it is 100% going to be, um, the foundation of, of what we talk about. So along comes sugarcane and not going to get into the, the deeper cultivation and farming and plantations and all that whole different time and topic for that. But long story short is you, you basically had an economy that revolved around sugar and it was very, very expensive. So for a long time, you know, we're talking here, probably early middle ages, um, you know, not to get to exact dates, but you know, 1200 AD ish. Um, don't quote me on that, but just to give you a, a basic idea, um, you start to see this, this, this sugar being um, very much an additive and a food stuff for the, the very, very, very wealthy. Uh, if you kind of fast forward for a while, you can kind of see even in American times, um, sugar was sold in a cone. So it wasn't loose. It was sold in a cone. It was usually wrapped in paper and that was saved for just the, the specialist of occasions or the most fancy situations. And you would have something called sugar snips, which is just, this is an odd fact, but it basically looked like a set of scissors, but there was a little cup kind of on the side and you would snip off, you know, a piece of that cone of sugar and that, then that would be used. So very, very expensive, um, and then we start to come around to the sugar beet, which became a much more um, equitable thing to farm. Um, you know, it really brought down uh, the price or the availability, you know, sugar. So if you think of it that way, that sugar, okay, that, and we'll talk about the types of sugar here in a second. Um, that is, it's getting, the derivative is our two plants, okay? As we continue on the continuum, so sugar, you know, you got honey if we're going to draw a line, and then on the next point, you probably would have, you know, sugar from sugarcane if you're going to draw the next line, you know, it would be the sugar beet. And then if you want to continue on with that, you start to see, um, you know, sugars that are extracted from all types of things. 
Uh, corn syrup is one that we we know and and quote unquote love. Um, you know, as an additive to to mostly everything. But then you start to have even especially now you start to have sugars that have been engineered. Not to get into all that, but you know that that you see that continuum go along. For our discussion today, though, I just want to give you a little bit of idea of what what kind of types of sugars are out there and then lead that directly um, to the candy discussion. So the first one I want to talk about is glucose, um, also known as dextrose. But um, glucose is found in, in fruits and vegetables that, that we eat, and it's it's in our blood even. So that, that's one type of, of sugar that you're going to find. Um, fructose is another type of sugar. And again, um, it's very similar to glucose and it is found in, in fruits and, and those kind of things. You kind of have these two different types of sugars. Um, and I, I know that there are some chemistry folks out there and some nutritionists that are going to, you know, I know I'm getting, I'm just giving the building blocks at this point so we can kind of understand where we're going. So I apologize if, if I'm misstepping here in any way. But the third type I want to talk about is sucrose, um, S-U-C-R-O-S-E, and that's white table sugar. That's the the sugar that that you know that's in the, the little container on the you know the counter. Um, you can buy it in a big five pound bag. When recipe calls for sugar, you're looking at sucrose, and that's glucose and fructose kind of combined more or less. And we find that okay, we find sucrose in sugar cane and the sugar beet. So to come full circle, right? You have the, the glucose, it's also dextrose, you know, found in veggies and fruits, great. You have fructose, similar, you know, found in fruits and things like that. And then sucrose, table sugar, that we're, we're going to get that particular substance from sugar cane and sugar beets. Yes, I know that there's other things that, that, that it's from. Um, again, for the sake of the podcast, I just want to keep it fairly simple so we can get the idea. So... Sucrose was used as it came along. When, if we're going to talk about candy and making candy, uh, it was better than honey for sure. Um, as these candy makers were were going about doing, you know, their job, because what they could do is they could make different shapes, they could make different um, consistencies. Uh, think of it in, in in the food world, you might call that a different type of mouthfeel, right? Like what it feels like when you actually eat it. Um, the texture, like the actual touch of the inside of the skin of your mouth. Um, they could do a lot more with sucrose. So that's kind of why in confectionaries, it kind of moved away, you know, from, from honey. Uh, so sucrose is kind of what we're going to talk about. So with candy, if we're going to make candy, you know, we have to have that sucrose and you're going to take those sucrose crystals. Okay. Cause that's what they are. The structure of that, that is a crystal and it's heated and then cooled. Okay. Now, when sucrose is heated and then cooled, it, its tendency is it wants to go back to being a crystal again, okay? And there are some candies that want that to happen. They want it to be crystalline in nature. So there's, there's a whole category of candies called crystalline candy, okay? And there are some candies that they do not want it to go back to that crystalline form, Right, because of what they want to do with it, and that's called non-crystalline candy or crystalline candy. So, two types of candy, really. If you're going to break it down, okay, for an understanding of what the question today is, like, what is candy? Right, what is it? Um, crystalline candy and non-crystalline candy. So, let's kind of look at those quickly here for a second. 
crystalline candy, you've had these type of things before. It's a very, very smooth consistency. Okay. And a great example of that would be fudge. Um, and I, I know everyone's going to say, well, wait, wait, that's chocolate. And there's chocolate in it. But if you've ever tried to make fudge, it's very difficult because you have to use a candy thermometer. And that thermometer is, is a very precise instrument um, that you have to get it just to the right degrees before, or if, if you don't, if it's not, um, I forget which one it is, but if it's not hot enough, you're going to end up with basically a sludge. You know, it's not going to firm up the way you want it to. And if it's too hot, you're going to end up with something that shatters, right? Which is not fun to eat as, you know, fudge glass or, you know, whatever you want to say. So um, that would be crystalline candy, right? You're, you're going to want those crystals to come back. If you've ever been in, in any type of touristy town and there's a fudge shop, you know, you can see that they've heated it. And then they are they pour it out usually on a big marble slab that, that is to cool it. And then they, they continually kind of move that fudge before they put it into a mold because they're cooling it down. They want it to cool down at a certain rate so those, those crystals will form again. You and I are probably more, especially in the States, are probably more um, familiar with non-crystalline candy, which is pretty much, like I said, what, what most candy is thought of. With that, it can it can be chewy, it can be hard. Um, a great example of that would be like um, a lollipop. Um, if you're in the South, they would call it a sucker. Um, those type of, but all most candies that we know, like true, real, legit candies, whether that would be Skittles or things of that nature, um, you know, you're, you're going to go with that non-crystalline candy, anything that's like a gummy, a gummy thing, right? So just to give you an idea. The larger category, you know, for candy really for us is going to be this, this non-crystalline candy. So just want to spend some time there, give you the types of sugars, um, you know, kind of at once we got to the sugar that we knew is, is sucrose, um, you know, dealing with what, what type of candies really, really come from that. What I want to do next is, and I don't know if this is going to be enjoyed um, by my listeners or not, please let me know. So I was talking to my father. Uh, his name's Tony. You're going to hear him here in a second. And um, my dad and I talk just about every day. He is, he's 74. Uh, I'm from originally Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And, you know, that's where he grew up, you know, his whole life, Italian family. And he, he sometimes some of the things that he says are, are really, you know, amusing, um, usually to people that are not family. <laughs> so I got the idea of, you know, having a little episode or a little part of the episode every week called, you know, Tony time where, and, and it was hilarious because like my dad doesn't even really conceptualize the idea of email at this point. So like, I just got him to text like two years ago. Um, so, he, you know, when I was telling him about that, there was this podcast, of course he has, he has no clue what that is. And I was trying to try and describe to him what it was. And it became a very funny conversation that I wish I had recorded. So I called him up. Um, of course I let him know, you know, kind of, he, he thinks that I'm on the radio. Like that's the, the only way that I could, could let him kind of have an idea of what a podcast would be. But I said, Hey, well, you know, so I asked him a question uh, about what his favorite candy is and uh, apologies ahead of time. He once in a while will release the, uh, the cuss word here and there. Um, not the F bomb, but <laughs> you know, uh, 
this is our conversation, and I hope you enjoy some Tony time. Hello. Yo, what's going hey, on? Hey. All right. What's happening? Not much. I, you know, I'm watching the uh, the uh, Supreme Court deal. That's on TV. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah. What's your favorite candy? I don't eat any candy. I know, but I'm saying if you had one, what would it be? It'd be a Reese's cup. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why? Uh, no, I'm just. I was just interested. I'm. I was doing a thing, and I was. I said, I wonder what Dad's favorite is. Oh, that's my favorite. It's always been my favorite. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah, Reese's cups. I love them. Uh, that or the candy kiss. You know the uh, Hershey kiss. Do you like the 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 original Hershey's kiss or like yeah, the ones? Yeah, not the original. Not the, the original. Okay. But uh, I haven't eaten chocolate. I can't remember when. Yeah. It's all, no. all imitation shit. I just had a cone of uh, of uh, carb freedom chocolate ice cream. That sounds exciting. <laughs> sounds hey man, get get used to it. You want a sweet? That's what you got to eat. Listen, I've got these keto keto peanut butter cups that are like two grams, you know, two carbs a, a cup. And I mean, it scratches the itch. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. You know the the key the key is like after dinner, like I eat early. That's why I eat early. You know, I eat early because uh, to, to about to, to huh? <laughs> what? You eat early. It's lunch. <laughs> no, it's not. Dinner, when you eat dinner, is lunch. <laughs> lunch for me is ten o'clock. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and dinner for you is two thirty, and then again. At no, dinner, dinner dinner's at four o'clock, three thirty, four o'clock, and then uh, seven seven o'clock, seven thirty. I'll have my my treat. And that's it. That's it for the night. Sure. <laughs> it is. Up, that's it. Four in the morning and eat again. Huh? I said. Then you wake up at four in the morning and eat again. No, I eat at five thirty. Five thirty. Got it. Then I walk. Then I walk. <laughs> I'll tell you one <laughs> thing, man. I got. I'm a master at making poached eggs, buddy. I figured okay. that out. Oh hey, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Let me call you right back. Hold on. Uh, okay. Right. Right okay. So I hope you enjoyed uh, meeting my dad. He is, like I said, he's he's a character for sure. Um, I'm gonna have him kind of on the show just to maybe record a conversation with him, um, mostly for posterity, <laughs> you know. But hopefully, you can enjoy, you know, Tony time. So as I asked around and as I talked to different people, there are really distinctive thoughts and opinions, you know, about candy. And I'm sure, I'm sure you have a bunch too. And, and I'm going to challenge you, you know, at, at now at the end of the podcast, you know, have a conversation with somebody about candy. Hey, what's your favorite candy? And as these discussions kind of go through, you know, usually you get to the point where it's like, Oh, that's gross. How do you like that? Oh, that's not my favorite. Or, you know, you find somebody that definitely identifies with, with what your favorites are. Um, as always, I will tell you it's your money in your mouth. So you decide what's delicious. Um, I think it's important that, you know, we have those experience that we, we go out there and say, I, I really, really like this. Um, one listener wrote into me and said, can you tell me more about that? You know, why you say that it's your money, it's your mouth. You get to choose what you think is delicious. Um, and what I'm about to say, I don't expect anybody to agree with. Uh, my friends have poked fun at it for decades. But um, from time to time, I very much like to enjoy um, whiskey and bourbon. And I've gotten to where 
I can uh, have some that are uh, more delicious than others. And usually that comes with a higher expense. And I like to mix my bourbon, no matter how expensive or delicious it is. And what everybody tries to tell me of how to drink it, I mix mine with Diet Coke. And I know some people now are just, oh, they're cringing. Um, but it's my money and it's my mouth and that's what I find delicious. Uh, another good example that I said is like, for example, my wife, she is one um, that will put pineapple on a pizza. And I've had to, you know, bear that burden. <laughs> but it's her money, it's her mouth. And like I said, she can decide what on her own is delicious. So have the freedom to say, I like this. Uh, and that's okay. Um, I, it really bothers me in the food world when, you know, people will say when someone finds something that is tasty, um, that they're wrong and that judgment there, um, you might be able to say, Hey, traditionally, that's not how that's eaten or prepared or consumed. But if someone finds that it's, it's tasty, leave them alone, let them have it the way they want, they want it. Okay. But try those things. Like I said, try a lot of things and see what you find. You know, might be delicious. So I'm going to give you my top five in no particular order. I am throwing out officially for this particular list the uh, no chocolate rule that, that my wife and I had. Um, I will tell you that, and like I said, there are no order. So I guess I could rank them, but it's tough. So if I were to go into space and I had fi only five lifetime supplies of like five specific types of candy, what would it be? And these will come to mind for me. Um, one would be the Reese's peanut butter cup. And I know that um, I looked online. That is the number one favorite candy um, across America uh, here on Halloween. It's the one that they say is the most sought after. Um, and I am not talking about um, Reese's is kind of going on a little bender lately. And no offense, Reese's, I, like I said, you're one of my favorites. Uh, no way do I want to, you know, feel the wrath of the Reese's peanut butter cup company. But it's been a little bit nutty lately. Like they're changing the ratios. Um, there's Reese's Thin. You know, there's Reese's Peanut Butter Lovers. Um, there's the Big Cup. And then they put stuff in the Big Cup. Um, if somebody likes that, that's great. I want the perfect ratio, the original Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Okay. Another one that I love is a Kit Kat. But I will give, um, if we're talking about ratios, I like the big cat. So if you've never had one of those, um, you know, a Kit Kat is kind of wafers, thin, tiny, you know, super thin wafers that are stacked up. There's four of them that are then covered in chocolate. It's, it's delicious. But I like the big cat, which is one big thick bar. Um, and it's just an expanded version, you know, of, of that. So those, that's my second, well, not my second favorite, but that's two, two, number two of five. Um, I'm a sucker for... Uh, a Snickers, just a regular Snickers. I think that it is perfectly balanced. Um, I think that, you know, when you have that, you have, there's a lot going on. Um, and I think it's one of those things that I consistently come back to and enjoy. Uh, they make now these little bite size, not fun size. And I don't even know. I put that on my Instagram page the other day. Like it was a quote. And whoever called those little tiny candy bars, fun size is completely crazy. And I concur, but these are more um, like one centimeter square pieces that are inside a bag um, and they're Snickers and they are, they're great too. Cause the ratio just works. Uh, peanut butter M&Ms. That would be four or five on mine. And I know that's kind of, you know, blasphemous in the M&M world, but I, I do like peanut butter. Obviously it's a flavor I've always liked. 
And I like that they're a little bit bigger. <clears throat> I like how they kind of, they kind of bust in your mouth like a cherry tomato. You know, when you, you've ever put a, like an almost overripe cherry tomato in your mouth and it kind of just busts and explode. I think that, that that's kind of the experience of, of eating a peanut butter M&M. And my fifth on the list is the York peppermint patty. Uh, I think that it's unique. Um, it is one of those things that's out there that many have tried to replicate. Uh, but, but, you know, they all have failed, in my opinion. So they're my five. Now, the worst is out. I've got a worst list, too. Um, and it includes things like black licorice, which is, I mean, why people would pay for that. I have no clue. Candy corn, which my wife loves. Um, I think candy corn is absolutely disgusting. The best way to eat that is to flush it down the toilet and then eat a Snickers bar. Um, but interestingly enough, as we were talking about it, the flavor, I didn't, I could never really figure out what the flavor is. And the flavor is supposed to be or targeted to be um, a honey flavor. So that was, that was interesting to me because it's candy corn, but it tastes, it's supposed to taste like honey. Um, think on that for a minute. Okay. And then uh, I totally abhor gum. Um, in my first occupation for 25 years, I was an educator. So I think that's where that comes from. But um, not a fan of gum um, to see it being used or to use it myself. So that's kind of my my favorite. And I hope you'd share with me. Um, like I said, foodfussdrew at gmail.com or hit, hit us up on Instagram. Um, you know, what are your top five? You're going into space. Uh, so deeper dive real quick uh, before we get to the end here. Um, the book for today on our deeper dive, and I don't have an interview, I apologize, but um, it's named Sweets. Uh, a History of Candy, and it's by Tim Richardson. And it's interesting, I kind of used um, Tim sort of as a resource. Uh, candystore.com had a neat article that I, I kind of pulled some things from and just my own uh, knowledge. But uh, Sweets, A History of Candy is very much an expanded version of the podcast today. So if, if the topic's I mean, he goes into the whole chocolate versus candy thing, um, the history of sugar, like the whole, all the things that we discussed today are, are expanded. And then he literally takes a physical trip around the world to um, look at candy through the lens of different countries and cultures and things like that. So these books that I'm recommending you are probably going to be themed in that nature. Um, and I think that this is just a real enjoyable book. If you want to, again, do a deeper dive and read um, part travel, you know, part you know, what is, what is candy at a, at a deeper level? Uh, as always, friends, I'll leave you with this. You know, it's your money. It's your mouth. You decide uh, what's delicious. Our next episode that'll come in two weeks is about rice. Uh, many times we go to the grocery store and there's this whole section of all these different rices or types of rice. And I want to kind of explore just the basics again so I can help you hopefully cook what you find most delicious. Well, this is Drew Barbone with Food Fuss. Wishing you well, my friends.